Now, back to Severe Reaction, powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. Yeah, uh, you know, in hindsight, uh, it worked. So anytime something doesn't work, you just want it back. Um, we've been talking to the kids about being aggressive and attacking this thing for weeks, and I think they did that. Um, part of it was we had we had a couple things that we wanted to be aggressive on. We had one earlier that we wanted to see if we got the look we wanted, and we we got a look that's really good for it. And uh, I made that call, so that's on me. Um, you know, at the at that point in the game, I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we got it, we could end the game. Um, and it, the way we were playing, uh, you know, I I felt at that point like. Uh, like we had a really good chance of winning the game and I felt like maybe we were the better team and you know it, you, you can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight um, and us sputtering after we played well to start the second half on offense so again those are excuses if I had it over I wouldn't make the call welcome back to the reaction everything he says there can be trumped by what actually happened they actually did score 14 consecutive points before you did that in the first half. You actually did sputter at points in the first half, so you saw yourself sputtering. It, everything he said there was trumped. I, I, I get it. You're trying to say, hey, I'm aggressive. We're going to put them away. At the same time, your defense had been struggling to stop them unless they made a mistake, unless they fumbled, unless they um, had a penalty, unless they dropped the ball. You really weren't stopping them. They were stopping themselves. You had to see that from the sideline, you know? He had to see that. It was He admits it. That's great. But it, in a way, it, it certainly cost him all the momentum. It certainly seems like that. Let's go back to the phones. 402-951-1620. That's where Jason is this morning. What's up, Jason? Hey, Michael. Uh, love the show's name. Your reaction for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, my whole thing, uh, you know, this NI L stuff, I mean, we knew it was going to change the landscape. You I mean, you get, they're starting to get paid, you know, just like Frost, they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Well, the quarterback produced. I mean, he did fine yesterday. But this this sack artist, this guy from Texas, O'Shawn Mathis, where was he yesterday? I mean, he, he didn't, you know, of course, he didn't get a black shirt, you know, to start the season. He's not going to get one. I mean, I don't know where this guy was. He loaded up all these in the Big 12. I, I don't remember maybe being called a whole lot yesterday. I mean, this is this is what's going to get people fired up is when these guys are getting paid and there's no production. I mean, especially on defense yesterday. Yeah, I know. I agree, Jason. I, I do believe that he'll do better and the pass rush will do better as the season goes along. They were going against, I said this a little bit earlier, they were going against one of the better offensive linemen, offensive linemen and offensive lines they're going to face. They had all those returning starters. You've got a possible first-round pick in Skaransky. They, they're good. Um, I, I, I wasn't surprised they struggled with their pass rush. And, yeah, but – there were times where they go two series and Mathis wouldn't even be out there. So I think they need to worry about their rotation, figure out who their main guys are. They got to figure out the interior and who they're going to play there because they were playing. There was a situation where they were playing their backups. They had four, five guys on defense playing backup. Both, you know, when Drew were on the defensive line and your three guys in your secondary were all new guys and they were all the backups that, who didn't start. And that's when the bus happened. So. Can you only count on your starters to prevent busts from happening? I don't know. By the end, the starters were getting pushed back as well. 
this that was the worst I think the defense is going to play all year. I, I trust Chins. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's got some guys who are talented, who need some experience. I think that's the worst you're going to see them play. By the time they play Oklahoma, I truly believe this defense will be better than it was against Northwestern. But it's going to be up to Chins and the players to believe it. Let's go back to the phones. That's where Chris is this morning. What's up, Chris? What's up? Hey, man. Yeah, so my question is, how does this loss to Northwestern um, affect the rest of the season? And does this loss mean Scott Frost loses his job? Tough question, Chris. Um, I think it, it depends on how, how they let it affect them. Are, are they going to make it to the point where, because they lost this game, they're 3-9 and nine for the rest of the year? Or do they bounce back from this game and, you know, win games that they're maybe not favored in and win games on the road? I, I don't know. I the last Based off the last four years, that game, I think, would ruin the season for the teams that we've seen p- before this. And I think, I think we're in a position now where if Scott Frost goes – Six and six, or maybe even seven and five. Yeah, he gets replaced. Okay. Chris? Thank you. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I, it all depends on how they handle it. I, can you play, Chance, I have a soundbite from um, Garrett Nelson talking about the way this uh, should affect them. I don't remember. I can't pull up what they look like because my computer's not working. But there's a, there's a soundbite there from Nelson. Can you play that? Thanks. We have a lot more games left. Um, one loss, one game doesn't define what we've you know the months of work and preparation and things we've done as leaders and as a team um to derail what what we know we can be um it's hard to see that right now because obviously emotions are pretty high and still really fresh um like i said take a day watch film um as a leader gotta keep everybody heads up you know i'm not doing a good job myself right now but um letting everybody know what type of team we are and how close we are together. We're going to be fine. At the very end, that's Travis Vokalek who got hurt in the first half and really and truly that changed what they could do across the middle of the field, not having Vokalek. It really changed the offense a little bit. It's one of the keys to the to the game, losing Travis Vokalek. But that was him at the end saying we'll be fine. We, You as a fan – or you as a season ticket holder, or you as anything that that cares about Nebraska, you can quit. You can say, that's it, I'm done, replace Scott Frost. The people that won't quit and can't quit are those 140-so guys that are on the team, including all the walk-ons and stuff. They've done all this work during the offseason to get to the point where they think they're going to have a good season. So they're not going to quit. Marcus Buford said it yesterday, you know, this is the worst we're going to play. We only lost by three. That's the mentality they have to have, and they're going to have that mentality. Over the next two games when they play North Dakota and they play Georgia Southern, and hopefully they win those two games, I'm sure they're going to be pretty confident when they get to Oklahoma because young people, remember being young when you just didn't really worry about anything, and if something bad happened, you're like, that's fine. I'll be okay tomorrow. That's what these guys are. That's, that's what they're thinking. And going back to the NIL thing real quick, um, yeah, there are going to be people that are going to be upset because someone doesn't perform that gets paid a lot. Uh, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback now at Texas, is getting paid a fortune. If he goes out there and struggles early, I'm sure there'll be people going, look at all the money he's making and he can't even play. I'm sure that's going to happen. At the same time, I don't have a problem with them making the money. I'm glad they're making the money. But just like with any of us who have jobs, if you don't do your job, 
people are going to criticize you, and they're going to criticize you even more so because of how much money you make. That's just that's the way life is. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, David joining us here on Severe Reaction. What's up, hey. David? Hey, Michael. Good to hear your voice again. Thanks, uh, man. It's been a while. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm really glad you brought up the comments that he made where he basically threw Whip and Trev under the bus, acting like a four-year-old who just lost his toys. If I were Trev, I would fire him for those comments alone. It's like, really? You're a, a 40-something-year-old man, and you're going to act like like you're going to pout because your offense has been handed over to somebody else? That's the first thing. Second, I want to know what Scott's saying in the locker room at halftime, before the game, after the game, when guys are walking off the field, you know, they make a great play. He has no emotion. And we expect these kids then to perform when when he doesn't show them any kind of support or love. Now, we don't know what goes on in those in those locker room talks, but he sure doesn't show anything when he's out in public. So I think that's a huge psychological problem. I had a hot take at work, and then I'll let you talk about it. I think Scott wants to walk at the end of the year. <laughs> I think he wants to get fired because yeah. he sure is not acting like he wants to be here. So I'll let you talk. I'll get off the phone. Ian, good to hear you. Glad you're back on the show. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. No, we, we were joking about that when I was sitting with my buddy yesterday. There are times, and I was you know tweeting, texting with people too, where you, you think sometimes you're like, does he even want to be here? Making that call is almost like, okay, I'm going to sabotage us so we lose this game so I can get out of here. Just get my money and go. I mean, it, it, I don't think that's the case. I think he's too proud for that, but it certainly feels like that. Chance, the, the bite is from Scott Frost uh, talking about uh, being more creative on the offense. Um, it's that one where he's talking about being more creative. The offense needs to have more creativity, I believe, is is what, how it's um, how it's labeled. Again, I wish I could see them so I could tell you which one it is, but I, I don't have the ability to see. Do you see the one that says creative from Scott Frost? At all? No? You want me to run them down real quick? Uh, yeah, tell me real quick, yeah. Uh, Frost, close losses, giving up 31, having to win in this business, on culture, uh, not calling plays, uh, Northwestern being worse. Maybe Let's go with not calling plays. Maybe he says it in that one. Thanks. Last one. How did you adjust him not calling the offensive pitch yourself? It's tough for me. You know, uh, I've said this, there's no one way to do things. Um, but I think uh, I think we can cooperate and a little bit more. Um, yeah, the, the, probably the big the thing that hurt our offense is when we got in in situations where we were just uh, running the ball. Um, we didn't we weren't efficient enough. And um, when you gain yards on those plays, it gives you more opportunities to run the stuff that that you think could hit big. Yeah, that's not. I'll, I'll get it during the break. There's two of them. There's two bites where he says a couple things where you're like, I, I just feel that he is bitter about having the play calling taken away from. Before we take a break, we'll go to Sue. Good morning, Sue. How are you? Yeah, Michael. Good to hear you back on the radio and enjoyed you on Big Red Wrap Up Tuesday night. Thanks, Sue. Um, I was away from the radio for a couple minutes, and I don't think you had covered this uh, question. I was wondering what happened to, to Ramirez Johnson yesterday. I don't know. The question was asked to Scott Frost afterwards about Ramir, and he said that he wished he could have played more players, but just the flow of the game is why that's who they played. He asked also Gabe Irvin was the other question, and he said the same thing. So I, I yeah. don't I don't have a I thought Ramir would play he played on special teams. He was out there on kickoff coverage and kickoff return, but I don't know why he didn't play at all on third down, which he's supposed to be a third down back. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't get a carry at all. Nope. I really thought that um, Scott looked nervous before the game and then worried 
the third and fourth quarters and thought that was the dumbest onside kick. That, <laughs> that was stupid. Um, I think my favorite three games, and I started going to games in the mid-60s, I was at the game of the century, mm-hmm. 71 in Oklahoma, and then the Colorado game in 94 with Brooke Berriner. Yep. And I was lucky enough to go to Washington, and I call it Scott's coming out game in yeah. 97. Yeah. And I was, you know, just real happy when he came back. But it's very disappointing. I understand, Sue. Thanks for the call. Thank you. If you want to read about that 97 season, um, Henry Cordes' book uh, is great about that. And it, it talks about going to Washington, coming off of the close win over Central Florida and the Frankie London stuff, and how they saw a play that Central Florida was running with Dante Culpepper, kind of a follow play, um, where Scott follows the, the fullback, uh, Joe McAvick at the time, I believe. Um, and they started running that in the games, like a midline play, and how much success they had. Uh, I think they ended up having three players rush for 100 yards in that game, I think, um, against Washington. But, yeah, it was Scott's coming out party. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. One of the things in the negatives is something somebody's several people have mentioned, and it's the way Scott Frost kind of handles himself. It's, it's that body language thing. We'll get into that as well. When we come back here, more severe reaction here on 1620 The Zone. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Get a full breakdown of what went right and what went wrong immediately after every Nebraska game with Big Red Overreaction. Presented by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally and by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Also brought to you by Burton AC Heating, Plumbing, and more. Join the show immediately after the game and sound off with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Big Red Overreaction on 1019 The Keg and 1620 The Zone. Summer is here, and if you have a gotta-get-it-done-this-year project, trust the official exterior experts of the Huskers, JTEC Construction. Call them for a free estimate on roofing, siding, windows, or even solar. They're close by with three locations in Nebraska, including Lincoln, Grand Island, and Omaha. Need financing? JTEC offers 0% interest for 60 months. Call 402-261-3682 or go online to yourexteriorexperts.com. JTEC Construction, Nebraska's exterior expert. Hello, I'm Doug Nodgard with Equitable Bank. If you've been dissatisfied with your current banking situation, maybe it's time to move to a bank that works to deserve your business. We have an engaged staff that offers exceptional personalized service. We also have a great digital banking platform. We have two locations at 108th and Dodge or 202nd and Pacific. So if you're looking for a superior banking relationship, give us a call at 402-827-8100. We'll answer on the first ring. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Member FDIC. Now, back to Severe Reaction. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. I don't know if there's a big difference, but, you know, we certainly, we certainly didn't dominate. And, um... 
again, I give their staff a lot of credit, too. There were some scheme things that they hit us on on offense. Um, I think we're going to have to learn as an offensive staff that uh, you got to be a little creative in this league. Um, so we, we have some things that we can work on. That we did a lot of good things, but it's got to be more of a, um, a complete game. Bucket back, severe reaction here on 1620 The Zone. That is what you call, my friends, passive aggressive. There are few things more passive aggressive than a head coach who's had his, his lifeline taken from him. And even though the offense, the thing that was taken from him, performed fairly well, he still says that. He still says that. And then later he says more cooperation has got to happen, meaning they need to listen to me more. They have to listen to me. Listen to me. I'm here. That's so passive aggressive. Uh, severe reaction brought to you by Equal Bank, where we take banking personally. That's funny because that, that is ultimate passive aggressiveness when you say it the way he said it. And it, like, I remember hearing it and looking over at Devin, who I was sitting there watching the game with, and, and then texting um, Josh Peterson, who was on the air doing Big Red Overreaction. Like, man, that is, he's been waiting to say that the whole press conference. Uh, I'm probably going to regret this, but we're going to go to the phones uh, and go to Biff. Good morning, Biff. How are you? Good morning. Hey, like everybody else says, nice to hear you back, bro. Thanks, man. Hey, um, this is going to sound strange, but I, I can't explain it any other way, man. I think it's it's karma. It's a um, mm-hmm. the thing that he when he came back from that very first game and the lightning, lightning game. Yeah. And, I mean, he's He's obviously got ability. He's had decent enough coaching. He's got above average athletes. He's got all the support in the world. Yet to lose, what is he, 5-21 and 21 in close games? Yeah. And um, I don't know if it even goes further back to when he came back to play here. Um, but I just can't explain it any other way, man. It's like just he is snake bit, and mm. there's just some sort of a – a karma thing that I, it, it just ain't going to happen. I, it, he just isn't going to make it work. And uh, it's unfortunate because shit, everybody was happy when he came back and it's, it's unfortunate for him and it's unfortunate for the fans and the state and the university and the kids and yeah. everything, you know, it's like, uh, I just don't know how else to say it. It just is not going to happen for him. So that's my point, man. I appreciate it, Biff. Thank you. And, and, and karma is a heck of a word because it, it kind of gets into superstition a little bit. Um, but we all know what karma is, right? We, we know people that don't treat people well, and they actually end up coming back at them. It, it ends up biting them in the ass. You, you've seen it before. Um, and I, that Akron game, man, you go back to it. The energy in the stadium, Akron was bad. They blow Akron out if that game happens. Then they go play Colorado and and maybe that game goes differently. I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts in this world. That's, we're not near Christmas, so um, none of them are going to benefit you at this point. But I, I understand. I understand. There is, there is a karma aspect to it. You know, you, you, you treat people well, and then you hope it comes back to you. You treat people crappy, and maybe crap comes back to you. It, it, certainly, is a, it certainly is a possibility. Real quick, before we take a break at the top of the hour, we go to Brian. Go ahead, Brian. What's up? What's up, Mike? Hey, B, what's up, man? Glad I didn't even know you had this show. I saw it pop up yesterday on advertising. I'm going to try to check this out. I'm going to jump on like what Ben said. I think it's karma, but I think it's karma 
for the state because I oh. think we got exactly what we asked for. Because there are a bunch of people jumped the gun, I think, in my opinion, on hiring Scott Frost, uh, including I'm still wondering how it is with all these search firms out there for yeah. coaches, why is it we dependent on a radio bro, somebody that's on the radio to pick a coach for us? And if you know what I'm talking about. Matt Davidson? Like, yes. Yeah. Why do we why do we depend on him to pick a coach with all the money that they have and resources and other outlets out there, third parties that can search for a coach? Why did we settle on this man on finding us a coach when I personally didn't think he was ready at the time he had just started? You know, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but he doesn't take what have what it is uh, needs uh, he doesn't have what it takes to win here. Yeah. Right. And, 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 I mean that's I, I, the thing that pisses excuse me, bothers okay. me the most about him yeah. is it seems like he's trying to be Scott for I mean, uh, uh, like he's trying to be Tom Osborne. Like when he made the onside kick call, well, what what you make that for? It's like sometimes he, during games he's trying to prove how smart he is, like Tom Osborne, and that gets in the way uh, of games right. that he's coaching to me. And that, that's what bothers me. Just be Scott Frost. Try, stop trying to be as tricky as Tom Osborne when he had to face Barry Switzer in Oklahoma games. Because yeah. I don't think he needed. That's it. Brian, we appreciate it, man. No problem. Have a great Sunday. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Other side of the hour, we'll get more to your calls. 402-951-1620. We'll also get into some of the, the keys that I had going into the game and, and for the season and how they did yesterday and much more here on Severe Reaction. And Severe Ben. Oh, ha. 1620 Zone.